Hey, Monster Jam fans, before this episode starts, I do want to say that the first part of this podcast did not record for some reason. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it kind of starts about 10 minutes into our discussion. So instead of re-recording the whole episode, because we did have special guest Elvis Lanez on, I just decided to roll with the podcast as it is right now and just give you this little heads up. So on with the Monster Jam download. Where and Blake are going to be battling out coming into the next weekend. Definitely. I agree. Um, you know, Tyler, I feel like, you know, ever since that little mishap with the motor that happened a few weeks back in Kansas City, definitely feel the fire for him. Uh, you know, you know, Blake and Kayla having the points lead, you know, battling it out, tying it and whatnot. You know, I think that was what sparked Tyler to push it to the next limit to make sure that he gains more points, but enough to where he doesn't have to worry about, you know, if a motor goes bad in the truck or something happens with, you know, his speed store or his ATV, you know, Tyler is definitely out there to win. Blake's out there to win even more. You know, Blake has a lot to prove in that Max D truck, but so does Kayla and Soldier Fortune. So it's going to be a really uh, close battle at the end. Uh, You know, like you guys said, this tour is definitely, uh, probably the most competitive one up there with uh triple threat central um but the thing is tyler meninga man he's been doing this uh triple threat deal for so long now and i think to me the hardest thing to take away from him is the fact that he's so consistent um i don't think there's anybody out there as consistent as him um and you know whenever you got the talent that he does i think it's pretty hard to match that no matter who you are um, so honestly, I think it's going to be a tight battle between Blake and Kayla for second. But I think ultimately, um, if the truck stays together for Tyler, I'm pretty sure he'll run away with it, man. Um, you know, everybody on this tour is really competitive, but it's all about consistency and triple threat. And Tyler has that. Well, we saw it a couple weekends ago. Josh talked about it on one of the podcasts right before it happened was that mechanical gremlins can strike at any time. We saw Tyler miss out on a ton of points but with a blown motor. And Blake Granger and Max D, I was talking with him at Pit Party, and I mentioned Tyler's blown motor, and he said that he has blown two motors this season and missed out on a ton of points, and he is still within 24 points of Tyler Meninga coming out of Greenville, And so Blake is still right up there with Tyler Meninga in the competition. And Caleb Blood is right there in third. Armando Castro in fourth. Bernard Light fifth. Joe Urie sixth. Aaron Basil seventh. And Jack Brown in eighth. I mean, this tour is the closest out of any of the triple threats, like Elvis was saying. And just looking forward, it's still quite a long road to go for these athletes. They still have quite a majority of their tour left and they'll be ending out in Baltimore in a couple weeks. But, I mean, this tour still feels like it's heating up, and I still feel like if Blake can put together a couple good weekends and Tyler maybe has some mechanical issues, we could see Blake Granger grab this series points championship. What do you guys think? Before I let Wayne speak, because I know Wayne hasn't had a chance to talk yet, I would like to you know uh, further that uh, you know Blake, again, he's one of those drivers where it doesn't matter if, the motor were to go bad because he's a world champion in the ATVs. So I feel like that alone, you know, says something, you know, he can win in either of those competitions, whether it be ATVs or speedsters, he's, you know, consistent within all the competitions, like every other driver out there or every other maxi driver in triple threat. But, um, you know, I think that's going to be one of those things where Tyler and Blake are going to be butting heads even more closer towards the end. If Kayla were to like have more off weekends, well, it's going to be a more of a one-two battle between uh, Blake and Tyler. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, mechanical gremlins, like you said, they can strike at any time. 
But, you know, Blake and Tyler are going to go at it. But we have to also remember, you know, like you said, Kayla Blood. She's been having an amazing year. And, you know, if both of these competitors, Tyler and Blake, they have a bad week. And, you know, Kayla could come back and try and take that lead for the first time. Or if she's had it in the past, I do not remember. But she's been improving this year. And I really think it's a top three battle right now, actually. Not just Blake and Tyler. And I hope that they don't have as many issues as they had because the fans want to see a great show. And, you know, when you can't come out there after you blow an engine or a transmission or something goes wrong, it just really kills your heart because, you know, you want to put the best show you can for the fans. All right, we're going to move on to Triple Threat Series Central, Triple Threat Series East. We'll be moving on to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania this next weekend. So you can head up there and see that tour. And we move on to Triple Threat Series Central, which had four shows in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Friday night, taking on the overall event championship was Megalodon's Justin Sipes with Colton Eichelberger and Max D taking home the other three overall event championships. Grabbing three racing wins was Colton Eichelberger and Max D with Mark List and El Toro Loco grabbing one. Your ATV winner, three different winners from the weekend, Justin Sipes and Megalodon. Markless El Toro Loco, Markless El Toro Loco, and Justin Sipes. Sorry, it was actually two different winners. Oh, Sorry, with the results, they listed racing winners on two of them and not one of them, so I'm getting completely confused. Megalodon's Justin Sipes took the first ATV racing win, El Toro Loco's Mark List the second, Colson Eichelberger and Max D the third, and just Justin Sipes and Megalodon the fourth wins for ATV Racing. Moving on to two-wheel skills, it was Colton Eichelberger in Max D taking home three wins with Justin Sipes and Megalodon taking home the fourth. In the donut competition, Justin Sipes grabbed two of them over the weekend with Brittany Marcotte and Zombie grabbing her first competition win of the season, her first donut competition win of the season. On the last show, taking on the other donut win was Kristen Anderson in Gravedigger. In, in the Speedster Obstacle Course, it was Max D's Colton Eichelberger sweeping the weekend. And your two freestyle winners from the weekend was Kristen Anderson in Gravedigger and Justin Sipes in Megalodon. Taking a look at the 2020 points currently, it is Colton Eichelberger and Max D with a steady lead over Justin Sipes in Megalodon with Mark List, El Toro Loco in third, Kristen Anderson, Gravedigger fourth, Matt Cody, Blue Thunder fifth, Justin Hicks, Pirates Curse sixth, Brittany Marcotte, Zombie in seventh, and Preston Perez, Monster Mart, Rottweiler in eighth. Guys, this tour is kind of... St- chugging along like a train they got started pretty easily we haven't seen a lot of huge moments out of this tour but it has been pretty competitive in each competition i don't know who's going to start this one (laughs) uh i'll let win go for this one yeah um like you said i love this tour this is a great tour you have once again i say this way too many times you have so much competition on this tour. You have Colton, Justin, Mark, Kristen, Matt, Justin. And you have a newcomer, Brittany, and Preston, two brand-new drivers. And they're having a pretty solid year for their first year. But I'm liking the action I'm seeing from this tour. You're looking at the overall points, and you're seeing Colton start to drive away with the lead. He has over a 40-point lead, I believe, or 30 points for sure. But, you know, it's interesting seeing Colton and Justin this year because Colton wasn't having a great start of the year, and now he's just coming out of nowhere. 
and Justin in second, having a good year. And Mark List in third, says first on here, but he's third. And he's pretty close to Justin. If he could keep it up, he could take a top three um, finish here. And also, in the past, I just want to mention this. A lot of people have complained Kristen Anderson isn't like the best driver just because she's in Gravedigger. And we've seen her improve so much this year. It's like people didn't give her enough time to like become a great driver and improve. And now you're seeing her have a great year. She's in fourth right now. And behind her is Matt Cody. So I just have a lot of good stuff to say about this tour. And I'm looking forward to next weekend. I agree. I think Colton, you know, now that we've reached the point where you can pick up a lot more ground as the season progresses, because this is where things start to unfold, you know, mechanical ground will start to catch up each and each weekend because, you know, triple threat, such a vigorous environment, you know, they go through motors more than stadiums do. Well, obviously they go through more than stadiums do, but you know, it's just the principle that, you know, this is where anything can go at this point, you know, drivers can start to, you know, really grasp where they're going to end up in the position for the uh, rest of the season because Colton can pick up more ground from where he's at right now. He does already have like a 44-point lead or something like that. So from wherever this goes on, you know, Sipes can catch up in more points. It's just going to be hard for him because I know Colton's consistent in ATVs and speedsters, like I've said prior before, um, with, you know, Blake as well. So anything can go really from here. Um. Me being on tour with uh, Colton last year, um, you know, um, guy's a really good driver. He's super uh, consistent. Um, and uh, this year, it seemed like he just kind of had a little bit of a tough start, uh, like you guys have been saying. I know he has some ATV issues. And that, to me, I think was going to be one thing that separated, you know, the top three in this tour. Um, that wasn't the trucks. It was going to be the ATVs and the Speedsters. Um, Colton's really good on the speedsters. He's usually always winning a lot of, uh, those competitions. Um, so honestly, now that I think that, um, they kind of got everything situated with his truck and his ATV and all that, um, you know, he's exactly where I figured he'd be at by this point. Um, obviously at the top. Um, and I think at this point, honestly, he just, he's just going to kind of run away with it because, uh, he's really consistent and he's really hard to keep up with once he starts uh, to get into that groove. Because once he's in that group, he just stays on it, man. I want to touch on something Wayne said, because I think it's an interesting topic to, to be discussed. And it is Kristen Anderson, who went to Monster Jam University like all the other athletes, but unlike all the other athletes, was kind of thrown right into the fire. More so than the other athletes, even though they all are right out of MJU, if they get put on a tour, they're thrown right into the fire but more so Kristen because she was put into a gravedigger having to not only compete for team gravedigger but live up to the Anderson name right out of the gate in 2017 and I think she is starting she started a couple years ago to start to get more comfortable in the truck and the ATV and the speedster and is now kind of paving her own path in monster jam do you guys think that she's finally reached that plateau of okay she's here she's a legit competitor and she is a legit team gravedigger driver because she was doubted for such a long time before now and it seems like this year everybody is kind of starting to not write off Kristen and is starting to kind of incorporate her more into the predictions into the showdown predictions world finals predictions now it feels like Kristen is a true athlete at Monster Jam 
You yeah, stole Josh. the words out of uh, my mouth. Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, you want me to go? Okay. Uh, yeah, you stole the words right out of my mouth. You couldn't have said it any better. Um, Kristen, I think at first, what you know definitely made her not really show her true potential was definitely trying to live up to the grave of your name at such a you know early stage in her career because you know right at this point Dennis had just gotten injured too so she had to worry about you know her father's health you know progressing to get better and then you know obviously making him proud driving grave there each and every week and I think that's what really got her head really twisted I feel like that's what made her you know hide in her shell a little bit more and it took a little bit for her to come out of that shell I think now you know she's starting to prove where she stands now yeah that's why I mentioned her not a lot of people do because she's a great person and like you said, Josh, she got thrown into the truck. And one thing I don't like about all these Monster Jam fans is that, you know, Gravedigger has not looked amazingly upon because everyone thinks that it's always rigged and always wins. But, like, when Kristen hopped into the truck, everyone's so, like, expecting that she's going to be an amazing driver and that she's going to be, like, Ryan and Adam Anderson level straight out of the gate. And that's not, that's not what happens when you get in a truck. Imagine getting into a 12,000-pound monster truck for your first one or two years. You're not going to be that comfortable. And like you said, even having to worry about her father and stuff. So I think this year she's gonna she's having a great year, and she's showing what she could really do in that Gravedigger truck. And I think she's going to have a good rest of the year. You know, Crust is one of my favorite uh, drivers because she's so funny, and she's just a fun person to hang out with. Um, but I think that the dilemma for her at least was the fact that, um, her last name's Anderson and she's in a grave digger truck, like you guys have said. Um, I think that to her, um, was a big reputation to uphold and many people just, uh, have like this stigma that, you know, if you're in a grave digger, then you have to be an amazing driver right out of the gate. Like that's, that's not how these things work. Uh, some people just take a couple of years to develop. Kristen's been an amazing driver. I've always seen her as a really good freestyle driver and you know what i like about her is that she can throw down sometimes and like there's times where she will prove to you that she's a really good driver um but honestly i I think more if anything it's just the fact that um last year she was on tour with blake i believe um that just kind of stole some of her thunder but um this year she's popping out um she's doing really great and i honestly have a really high expectations for kristen this year yeah, and I've been hoping she does really well on her tour, and hopefully we'll make it to the sh- Double Down Showdown this year again. And I'm really hoping she grabs that Showdown win because I just want to see what she can do in, in a freestyle in a big stadium floor. We've seen her in Tacoma, and hopefully we'll see her in Tacoma again next year on larger stadium floors and even in, the, in a Fargo, another large stadium floor, because I think Kristen can really shine in stadium freestyle, but we have not gotten to see that yet from her at least at Monster Jam World Finals or in any other stadium show. So definitely a lot more to see from Kristen. And like always, we'll be keeping up with her right here on the podcast. Moving on to Denver. While everybody was talking, I wrote down all the Denver results in a cohesive note in Word. So I am very much ready to go over this without sounding (laughs) like a bumbling idiot. Can you believe I want to be a host? Moving on to Denver. It is the Triple Threat Series West which made four stops at the Pepsi Center, a classic stop on Triple Threat Series West. Taking home your overall event championships was Tristan England and Earthshaker and Gravedigger and Brandon Vincent with two apiece. 
Timed Racing winners was Tanner Root and Monster Mutt and Gravedigger's Brandon Vincent, both taking home two as well. Taking home three ATV racing wins this weekend was Tony Oaks and Soldier Fortune Black Ops with Monster Mutt's Tanner Root taking home the other one ATV win in the two-wheel skills challenge. It was Tristan England and Earthshaker dominating with two wins, and Tony Oaks and Soldier Fortune Black Ops and Brandon Vincent and Gravedigger grabbed the other two. In the donut competition, Brandon Vincent took home three wins with Tony Oaks taking home one. Speedster Obstacle Course, it was Brandon Vincent and Gravedigger with two, and Austin Minton and Megalodon with the other two. And in freestyle, it was Brandon Vincent with three, and Tony Oaks and Soldier Fortune Black Ops with one. Moving on to the point series, it is Brandon Vincent and Gravedigger taking the lead up at the top of the leaderboard by around 42 points, with Tristan England and Earthshaker falling back to second. Tony Oaks, Soldier Fortune, Black Ops sits in third. Bari Musauer, Zombie fourth. Austin Minton, Megalodon fifth. Elvis Lanias, El Toro Loco second. I mean, sorry, sixth. Tanner Root, Monster Mutt in seventh. And Miranda Kozad, Scooby Doo in eighth. Elvis, obviously, I mentioned your name. This is your tour. Talk about your tour so far. How's it going for you and how you foresee the points chase going at the top of the leaderboard? Man, whenever you said I got second, I got pretty happy there for a second. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be no, pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's actually a really fun tour. Uh, you know, um, I, I kind of knew that right out of the gate, it's it'd be kind of like a Brandon, Tristan, and Tony race. Um, and it, it, it has been that. Um, Tony kind of uh, slacked off there, and Tristan and Brandon are now into it. But I think with us having about, like, what do we got, like four more stops, um, and they're all big tracks, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's honestly going to go down to a wire. But honestly, man, we're just out there to have a good time. We're just ready to put on a good show. And especially now that we have a couple of big fours coming up for us, we're just ready to throw down. You know, we got Oklahoma City this weekend. So I know me and Tristan are just going to burn it down. Josh, Wayne, what do you guys see on Triple Threat Series West? And what are you guys looking forward mm -hmm. to as this tour moves on and pro progresses into the series finale? I'll let Wayne go this time. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Well, I'm liking this tour. Like I said, I love all these arena series. Great competition, and they're all spread around. We have eight amazing competitors. And like you said, Elvis, you know, Brandon, Tristan, and Tony are just taking it away. And, you know, it steals the spotlight from the other drivers because they just dominate so many of the competitions. But, you know, you have Brandon and Tristan battling it out. And Brandon's leading by a, a solid 40-plus points right now. So if Tristan wants to try and make a big impact in this series, he's going to have to go hard for these next few weekends. If he wants to be a series winner and come back to the World Finals again, that'd be great. But I love the competition in this tour, and I'm looking forward to the future of it. And I'm, I really I, I like it. It just I can't say any more better things about the competition this year i think they put a really great job and a lot of thought into making the lineups yeah i definitely agree i think this tour is really you know definitely thought out well um you know this tour brings a lot of potential and a lot of uh, bright features for a lot of drivers um tony oaks definitely showing a lot of um a lot of improvement this year. I feel like this tour has definitely brought out the best in him for a lot of drivers as well. Um, Elvis definitely brings out the brightest in you. I feel like this is the year that definitely shows where you're going to place for the next few years. I feel like you're going to improve even more and more as the years come. Um, you know, I, I love speaking highly of you because I see like you have a future as well. And um, 
you know, this tour brings a lot of potential with Bari as well. Bari's doing fairly decent for where he is right now. But I think, you know, the triple threat is starting to get a little old for Bari. I think Bari deserves something, you know, a little bit better than a triple threat. But that's through time. Bari's still a great driver nonetheless. Yeah, well said. And all these drivers are coming up the ranks. Elvis and all of them, you know, you're just going to see them progress this year. And the coming years, you're just going to see them become like the top three drivers on this tour right now. Because as the years go by, you gain more skill, more knowledge of the tracks, and you become a uh, veteran at it. Yeah, I think one driver this year on our tour that has been underestimated or hasn't gotten enough credit uh, for how he's done is Austin, man. He's been doing really good on the Speedsters. I know he's got a couple of wins. I know he's in the top eight for Speedsters. Uh, he, he's honestly been uh, doing really well, and it's kind of caught my attention, so I just want to make sure he gets a shout-out. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that before, but I forgot. It's awesome to see Austin in there because the past few years he's been lower in the lineup and like you said, he's having a great year. He's a great dude. He uh, photobombed me in a couple of photos at Amelie, and I didn't even get to meet him, but he showed up behind me. But he's having a great year. I'm glad to see he's doing good. He's a goofball, a great driver, and uh, he does a great job for the equipment he has. Making I agree. Oh, one last thing. I was going to say and one last thing. Um, you know, I agree with that as well with Austin. You know, definitely an underrated driver. I think also his teammate Tanner Root's also a really underrated driver as well, picking up a couple of racing wins here this season as well. So, you know, Tanner has a bright future as well. I just wanted to throw that in there. Let's move on, boys. Yeah, moving back up to the Stadium Championship Series, beginning with Stadium Championship Series Red from Indianapolis, Indiana, the Lucas Oil Stadium, a historic stop in Monster Jam, taking home two overall event championships was Tom LaDuke in Monster Energy, and on Saturday, Sunday afternoon, it was Cole Venard in the Black Pearl. In racing, it was all Todd LaDuke in Monster Energy, marching his way through both brackets and grabbing both of the racing wins. In the Great Clips Skills Challenge, it was Mikey Vodders and Overkill Evolution taking home the first, with Cole Venard in the Black Pearl taking home the second, and in Monster Jam Freestyle, it was Brad Allen and Monster Mutt Rottweiler grabbing the first freestyle win with Colvinard and Black Pearl taking on the second. A lot of great moments coming out of Indianapolis, but I think we need to start with the elephant in the room right now. Brad Allen, Monster Mutt Rottweiler, his first stadium freestyle win. It's yeah. remarkable. It's uh, definitely one of those things that um, I think I love that. The thing that I love about this season is that it's um, bringing a lot of first wins from drivers. We saw with Matt Pag picking up his first overall, Jamie with his first freestyle, now Brad. Uh, Wayne, you can go because I knew you were going to say something as well. Yeah, um, Brad had a great freestyle run, and I was shocked when I heard it because usually you don't see Brad win freestyle, and he's had a bunch of good runs this year, but he took it, and he had an amazing night that night. I watched both Indianapolis shows, and all my friends were there eating pizza and Pizza Nation Honor. But what a run that was, and what a two sh great two shows it's been for all the drivers. You saw Todd LaDuke dominate a couple of the competitions, and I believe Jim Kohler did a really good job also at one of them. And I, I have nothing but the best to say about this tour. I saw it a few weekends ago. And I de think your main competition on this tour is Todd, Lindsay, and Adam. And, you know, Cole Venard as the underdog because Cole is a great independent driver. 
And I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. I hope he could try and take a top three or a win in this series. And before I conclude, look at the second and third place points. Lindsey Wink is three points ahead of Adam Anderson. Last week, we saw him a bunch down from Adam and Todd. And now he's in second place behind Todd LaDuke. So watch out for Lindsey Wink. He could come back this um, stadium uh, series and take a win for the first time. Or not the first time, but in 2020. That would be amazing to see. I think uh, this tour will probably be the most fun to watch as far as the stadium tours because the fact that I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the seedings um, because there's a lot of heavy hitters on this tour. Um, honestly, I want to say that Adam would eventually get to the top if he uh, if, if everything just happens to work out for him because... Uh, you know, he's a really good, consistent driver. But honestly, I think it's going to be a battle between uh, Lucas Oil Crusader and Lindsey Wink, Todd LaDuke, and um, Adam Anderson. But uh, hopefully Adam gets his cards right. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly uh, having him as my prediction to win this tour. So we'll see how that goes. Adam's been saying that the old Adam's back, so we'll have to see. You know, there's definitely a lot of heavy hitters on his tour. You know, one of his best buddies, Cole Vinard, not that you know far behind him in points. You know, Cole's been chugging along this season, starting to pick up a lot of ground. You know, Cole did that really cool wheelie to, like, corks. I don't even know what to call it. It was just, you know, one of those things that were just amazing to see in person, and I'm happy that it happened for him because, you know, it worked out well. So this yeah. tour can change a lot in points, and I just can't wait to see how it unfolds. Yep. And on a non-serious note, uh, I heard behind the scenes, Adam and Todd are goofballs and they, oh no, Adam and Bryce are goofballs. They always pull in pranks on each other that we don't hear about. <clears throat> so hopefully Adam or Bryce starts up a, uh, impractical drivers show instead of impractical my jokers. Podcast viewers. <laughs> Gears and nachos. It's taking our <laughs> podcast viewers away. Nah, I, I mean their podcast is way better than ours. In all honesty, next time I go to a show and they're on tour for that show, I'm just gonna like run past them in like the hotel lobby and just like finesse their microphone or something. I don't know. <laughs> honestly, uh, they have to start up a prank show. You don't see what they do behind the scenes. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if they did that. I'd watch it. I'd pay for it. <laughs> I'm down. Practical drivers coming out 2020. To start <laughs> a fun. Do it. Making our way over to Stadium Championship Series Green. Made a stop in green. Anaheim. Josh. Oh, oh, my God. It's Josh, we have to do this weekly, man. Come on. Kermit, why are you back? It's I have Tuesday. to make my appearance every single week, man. Green is my favorite stadium series. It's the best one out there, man. Yeah, didn't Brian we have and- budget cuts like two days ago? Oh. I thought he was gone. That's what, yeah, that's what I thought too, man. I'm back in town, baby. Uh, I know. love this tour, and uh, take it away, Josh. We gotta leave Kermit and uh, and uh, Miami. Hey, we gotta leave Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on to Stadium Championship Series One. Ah, we didn't get Kerma back on that one because I didn't say the G word. Neil Elliott and Max D 
took home the first racing win of the weekend, and the only racing win of the weekend was one show. And he also took home the Great Clip Skills Challenge win with Ryan Anderson and Son of a Digger grabbing that freestyle competition win and the overall event championship. Neil Elliott and Max D now leads the points championship up at the top of the leaderboard by six points over Morgan Kane and Gravedigger, 16 points over Ryan Anderson and Son of a Digger, and still sit, sitting in fourth, and he's sitting pretty, Corey Rummel in Megalodon. And guys, this tour just keeps on getting better and better and more competitive each week. And Corey Rummel still sitting in fourth. I cannot believe it. I think we should have Elvis, you know, start this one, shall we? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, you know, this is honestly a really fun tour to watch because it's, it's, it's got Ryan in it. You got Morgan and then you also got Neil. So it's, uh, you know, three of the best drivers out there, man. But Corey Rummel. Uh, stealing that racing win from Ryan this weekend was honestly, to me, the highlight of the weekend. Because uh, and it was a straight up beat. You know, like he he beat him up. He beat him straight up. So I think that was really cool to see Corey Rummel grab that win. I think it's been a long time coming for him, um, and it definitely did shed some light on him. I think it definitely got some eyes, got um, um, some attention for him. But uh, you know, I honestly think that this tour is. Uh, going to be one of those that it does come down to the last show um because everybody's kind of tight in points and honestly it, it can go many ways it truthfully can um definitely one thing to know is that neil elliott's always a consistent you know racer you know he's always good in racing i think this style of racing course is definitely unique but it's also good for like what neil runs style you know chassis wise i feel like that truck specifically takes corners like none other truck does um but that also goes with you know neil knows how to drive that truck like nobody else does you know he's showing that he's still good in two wheel he's always a consistent freestyler so him being at the top of points just doesn't bring any surprise to me um but you know ryan's starting to catch some steam you know they're dialing in that new chassis finally so i'm happy to see ryan starting to chug along in points hopefully he'll be able to get back into like the second position uh cory you know definitely i wouldn't say a surprise to me but i definitely say it's better late than never because you know Corey's starting to pick up a lot of um more wins definitely beating ryan this weekend definitely shows a lot that he's definitely an improved racer so hopefully Corey has a um, championship or some type of wolf finals uh entry again yeah josh this stadium series green is amazing i really love it you have 14 amazing competitors you have a couple of veterans and a couple of rookies and i'm looking forward to the show all three all two joshes not three and uh a wayne is going to be going to this show in miami it's going to be amazing but uh i'm looking forward to seeing what they could do the rest of this year a lot of the drivers didn't start off the year like they wanted in Tampa. And ever since this tour's been going, they've been gaining momentum. And like you said, Ryan's been doing great uh, after having a couple bad weeks. Morgan Kane's doing amazing. And Neil Elliott is dominating by six points right now in first place. So like you guys said, Elvis, Josh, this is going to come down to the line in the final show. And hopefully nobody has mechanical gremlins or anything because that can really knock someone off of winning. But I, I look forward to this tour. It's one of my favorite ones. And I look forward to seeing what these drivers could do. And one more thing before I go. Like you said, Corey's having an amazing year. Fourth place. 
not that far off from first. He's only about less than 30 points. And he could get a top three finish or maybe even a series win if these drivers have some problems. It's a great truck, and he keeps in shape every week. His crew does a great job. I'm looking forward to it. And also, one more thing. I know I'm dragging this on. But Jimmy Creedon has not been having the luck he's been wanting this year. He's one of my favorite drivers, and he's known for racing. And my, I was talking to his crew chief. Shout out to you if you're watching. He's a great guy. And they work hard on the truck every week. They're just not having the luck they wanted this year. And hopefully they could get it together and get some more wins this year. I want to highlight. I said, and I hate to make it longer, but um, I think the reason why I say that a lot of the stadium shows are going to come down to the line is because of the aspect that they don't have other competitions like we do in Triple Threat. So it's like it's it all depends on the truck, and if they have mechanical issues, like let's say a motor goes out or something like that, you could ease like the the seating to completely change real easily. Um, you know, in an event. And especially considering that they don't have as many events left, as, you know, as we do in the Triple Threat Series, it's it can get down to that point where it does come down to the last show and everything changes. Uh, so honestly, I think that's why stadiums are so interesting to me because it comes down to the line sometimes. And honestly, a blown engine can make all the difference when it comes to points. I want to be the happy medium because I'm going to, you know, I, even though I don't care if we're going to drag it on even longer, to be honest, because like it's it's worth the talk, to be honest with you. But like that's the thing that I like about stadiums is that no matter what, like if a driver would have blow out a motor, you can still gain tons of points. But there's also risks with that because you can also break your truck within a 30 second you know, time period and you won't have points to gain if they're going to not give you any points to roll over that early. So really, it's. One of those things you're gonna have to play cautious, but you're gonna also have to play on you know how the truck's gonna handle. <clears throat> Wayne, do you have any more to say? <laughs> well, yes, I do, Josh. You know, Nick and uh, Matt have been having a great year. They're a great independent uh, team, and you know, they've been having a solid year, like I just said. They started off amazing in Tampa, both having solid runs, and now Matt lurks around in seventh, and then his son Nick in tenth. So hopefully we could see them get a solid finish, and maybe we could even see Matt get a top five finish. And looking forward to seeing the Diesel Brothers and maybe Cam Queen and Colt. That would be amazing to see. We dragged on and on and on for me just to drag it on even more because I want to highlight Heavy D, Colt Stevens, Diesel Dave, and Cam McQueen, Brodozer, and Bro Camino, the Diesel Brothers teams. They all had to switch out between trucks, and I believe... Colt Stevens and Cam McQueen were behind the wheel back in Glendale, and they're behind the wheel in St. Louis as well. And they are holding it down for Heavy D and Diesel Dave. They're all doing an amazing job to keep those trucks in fifth and sixth, only three points separating each other. Elvis, can you kind of give the driver aspect on this of how difficult it is to kind of go from a show one week to an off week and then right back in the truck? Do, do you skip beats, or is it kind of just like riding a bicycle where you get back on you do it? You know, seeing Cam McQueen and uh, Colt Stevens, it just seems like they don't skip a beat. Um, they both did a fantastic job when they were in the seats. Um, but, um, you know, it honestly really depends because of how far away, I mean, how long you are away from the truck. Obviously, if you're away from it for months, it obviously takes a toll on you. So you kind of have to get readjusted. But luckily, um, I think Colt and Cam McQueen have been doing a great job at staying consistent no matter, you know, how long your hiatus is away from the truck. 
I want to touch up on that later, but I'm going to keep that noted because I actually want to ask you that kind of same kind of question unless you want to get it over with now. Oh, let's just, we can just get it over with now. Okay, because so, like, with being away from a truck for so long, like, you were last, you know, this last past season when you were, like, you know, after, I think, what was it, uh, Fresno? Yeah. So, Fresno, your last show. So, like, seeing you come back for so late this past season or the start of this season and, like, you know, chugging along like you were just, like, like you never left the truck, you know, it was awesome to see because, like, you know, there's that improvement aspect. Like I said, you know, I saw it a lot out of you in that weekend. So it's good to know that that you still had it within you. But I'm pretty sure that you were training within that, you know, month's process anyways. Yeah. Um, well, for me, luckily, I was a uh, driver um, for the ride trucks with the Cedar Fair Project. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of kept me, uh, I guess, fresh with the trucks in a way. Obviously, it's not the same speed or the same size, but, you know, you still have your series, still have friends here. Um, so that was cool. But um, I did go, get to go to MJU on the week of, the week of Halloween, so that kind of kept me fresh. Um, but, you know, it, uh, what we also do um, before the first show, we do have, like, practices, obviously. So we get there, have a couple of run-throughs with the shows. Um, so that helps a lot. But honestly, I feel like once you get through intros and you kind of get through the butterflies of being back again and you just kind of you feel back at home, basically. So uh, once I felt back in my element, I just took from there, man. Making our way over to Stadium Championship Series Yellow. Made a few stops, two stops in Houston, Texas over the past weekend for two action-packed shows. Taking home your overall event championships was Camden Murphy in Bakugan Dragonoid and Cody Saussier in Monster Energy. Taking home those racing wins were the same two athletes, Bakugan Dragonoid and Camden Murphy and Cody Saussier in Monster Energy. Your skills challenge winner for the weekend was Camden Murphy and Bakugan Dragonoid. Took home both of them. And your freestyle winners were Brianna Mahan in Whiplash and Tom Mentz in Max D Fire. Moving on to the series point standings, Cody Saussier and Monster Energy up at the top of the leaderboard with 99 points. Scott Buto and El Toro Loco Ice with 91 in second. Tom Mentz, Max D Fire in third with 87. And one point behind Tom Mentz is Brianna Mahan and Whiplash with 86. And John Gordon and Bad Company will round out your top five with 82 points. Guys, only three events are down for this tour. It just got started, and it's going to continue all the way through to the month of April. But the competition right now seems to be pretty close with Cam Murphy and Bakugan Dragonoid coming off of a slow weekend in San Diego to now taking home an overall a racing win and both Great Clip Skills Challenge victories. Josh, want to go Wait, ahead and start? I could start, I guess, yeah. Um... With this tour, I think, you know, it's cool that they kind of started later because, you know, they can kind of see how the other tours really played out before they started. I feel like they can, you know, kind of see how everyone else is, you know, taking their approach and whatnot. So I think that's what kind of, I would say, gave kind of an insight for the drivers at the beginning of the tour. I don't really know if it kind of helped them really, but, you know, because most of the drivers are good already. You know, Cody's consistent as always, and I think the Chicago style kind of plays into his driving style. You know, Chicago style is a fast track layout, so I think it's, you know, good for him. Camden's always fast, but the last, you know, two weekends, you know, he's been having truck issues and mechanical gremlins, so I think that's just going to, you know, delay him a little bit more. But I think as the season progresses, Camden's going to be at the 
top again. Uh, Scott in second place is uh, definitely interesting. Hopefully he'll be able to you know, stick with it, and hopefully that he will have a top five finish. Yeah, this is a nice tour. I'm happy to see it going here for three weeks, like you said. And the track design, it's a totally new and different one. So I like that they're trying different things in Monster Jam. But you see Cody Saussure in first with 99 points. That just shows you how dominant he is on the Chicago style. And he's been having great freestyles and skills challenges. So he's my favorite to win this series. But you also have Scott Buto and Tom Mentz behind him and Brianna and John Gordon, which is one I'm most surprised to see because John seems like he's having a great year this year. 2019 was still a pretty good one, but it seems like he had some average or solid shows. And now he's coming back in 2020. He's been absolutely throwing down. And he's even ahead of Charlie Pock and the driver of Gravedigger and Camden. But they've been having some mechanical gremlins, like you said, and stuff. So it's all right to see. And I'm looking forward to what is to come in this tour because I love all the drivers on it. And the top 10 are just packed along with Rosalie, Kelvin, Brian, and Richie at the bottom getting used to their trucks once again. But uh, the top five is a big challenge. And I'm looking forward to see who's going to take the lead next weekend. I think uh, this tour is honestly going to rely on two wheels and freestyle. I think racing is going to stay honestly the same way it's been between Camden and Cody. They're both pretty consistent. They're both pretty fast. And to me right now, it just seems like Cody just has it dialed down. Um, So honestly, I I see racing staying the same way it is. But I think two wheels and freestyle is going to be the biggest deciding factor. uh, Because you have some people with some good two wheel skills in there. And also freestyle, you just you just never know who can that go, to, who that could possibly go to. Um, and I think honestly, if Tom uh, can play his cards right and he has all the luck, I, I can see him moving up to second and maybe even first, you know. But I think for Camden right now, he just needs to stay consistent and get to the uh, spot that he wants to get it to. Yeah, and this tour has been so competitive over the skills challenge and the freestyle competition. And a lot of people were kind of doubting this track. It is Chicago style, classic Monster Jam racing. And Camden and Cody are both so strong on any racing course. And it seems like on this one, those two are really shining. But everyone was kind of doubting the freestyle course. But we've seen some great freestyles in San Diego and now in Houston with Brianna Mahan and Tom Mentz. With Tom getting some QJ or Brianna with some nice saves and some wow factors from her as well. So I think this tour is just getting started. They're starting to build that momentum. And I think a lot of these athletes are going to kind of be more consistent throughout the series. And it's going to just get even better. Guys, any last minute uh, thoughts on this tour before we head on to the last bit of the podcast? Uh, nothing really much from me. I mean, obviously there's, you know, things I can say, I just don't want to drag it out, you know, and prolong it more than I need to. But I think, you know, the one thing that I can say is that Tom, he's one of those drivers. I feel like when the first couple weekends of a tour, he's starting to feel out how the rest of the tour is going to play out, see where, you know, the drivers are making their mistakes or how they're making the mistakes where he can, you know, capitalize if he would need to. I think two wheels kind of been his, you know, lackluster, recently i feel like he's going to be working on that a little bit more um you know tom's tom so we can't really expect anything from him yeah my final thoughts i'm looking to see camden murphy 
have a better year. He's in seventh right now. I'll definitely see B. I'll definitely see him. That's a tongue twister. Definitely see him coming back up in the ranks here. Uh, he's just been having some problems, like you said. And he is an amazing driver, and he's great at racing. He just has to keep the truck together for skills and uh, freestyle. And he'll be on his way back to that top three spot. And I'm most happy to see John in fifth. He's doing great this year. And hopefully we'll see Charlie do a little better next weekend. I don't know what happened there, but he's in sixth right now. Not bad, but I'm used to seeing Charlie dominate. So, Yeah, and these tours will be moving on to Minneapolis, Minnesota, Oakland, California, and San Diego, California. Oakland will see Stadium Championship Series yellow. San Diego will see Stadium Championship Series green and Stadium Championship Series red. We'll be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And you guys, if you did not catch it on my Instagram story, you can see my points graphics up during pre-show on Stadium Championship Series red throughout the rest of the season. So I'm super glad to be working with that tour and giving them the graphics, my graphics for them to use up on the video boards in giant stadiums across the country. So I'm looking forward for the rest of the season for that. And hopefully that extends to some other tours. And we're going to move on to our small news topic for this podcast. And it is that a few of the series have reached their halfway mark on the road to Monster Jam World Finals 21 in Orlando on May 2nd and 3rd. And it is looming heavy on the minds of each of our Monster Jam athletes on each of these tours from Triple Threat to the Arena Championship Series to the Stadium Championship Series. And I want to go ahead and get our early World Finals predictions now that we are either at halfway or closing in on halfway of the season. We kind of are getting a better idea of which athletes are dominant and which athletes can win a world championship this season. So I think we should go ahead and start with the showdown racing competition. Who do you guys think is going to get that 24th and final spot at Monster Jam World Finals? That's hard. Uh, to be honest, like I can't really pinpoint on who I think would win right now because we don't really have like a justified basis for a lineup yet because you know with double down it's really hit or miss on who's getting in um but if i'm going to go based on from last year and throw in a couple different drivers that i think would be in it um tony oaks will definitely be one that strikes me uh mark list if he gets back into it mark will definitely be one to look out for um it's hard um i really don't know those are probably my only two for now uh, if Kristen doesn't have that little, you know, miss out at the top of the starting line that she did this year, Kristen might have a chance. But uh, that's just my three for now. Yeah, it's really hard to predict. Predict. I totally agree with Josh's predictions, and I don't really know who to add yet. It's so hard to predict these because there's only eight eight drivers that go into it. So I hope maybe they increase that to twelve, so we have a little more of drivers that could compete to be in the main field but uh we'll see what happens i don't have any predictions for that specific competition just yet um i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one man i think that they should definitely increase the field i think eight is a little bit too small of a lineup especially for how much talent there is now and how many new drivers we have mm-hmm. um but honestly i want to say and i'm gonna say it is that uh I honestly can't pick my showdown winner 
till I see them run at showdown. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, I, I, I think you can ha- you can have a you can have a great season and all, but you know Chicago racing and that timed racing, you know that doesn't mean a thing once you mm-hmm. get to showdown. It's a whole different aspect. You know we're going way faster in the showdown than we've ever have. Um, so it's it's honestly a whole nother new ball game. And honestly, I think to some, um, you know, it can be worrisome. It can get them nervous. You can get a lot of butterflies because you're in a bigger arena and there's so much more on the line. Um, so honestly, uh, I'll just have to wait till then. Yeah, and I mean, ho- hopefully yourself can get into it. I don't know what the lineup's going to be this year, but hopefully they do increase it because like you said and like I've been saying all this year, there is so much skill out there, and, you know, to only have eight drivers in it, I don't think that's enough. Like, I know they want show flow and stuff, but 12 drivers definitely seems justifiable to have that many because there's a lot of amazing arena drivers, and it's a totally different ball game, like you said, out there with the elevated starting line. You go, like, what, 70 miles an hour all the way down? Yeah, the extra four. That's yeah. more opportunities for a brighter future for those drivers, to be honest with you. <laughs> And, you know, that started ele- that elevated starting line is incredible because once you're up there, you can't really see down until you're going down the thing. And you either nail it or you don't nail it. It's a hit or miss. Yeah, well, like, my favorite example um, for, like, showdown is the fact that it also surprises you. Um, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, nobody could predict that Tyler would get back-to-back racing finals and um, that, uh, what was it, Dragon and um, Scott Liddycoat would be the racing winner for the showdown. Like, you know, nobody would have predicted that. Like, he was... Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, I, I think that it's it's honestly really fun, and it's probably my favorite thing about World Finals because it can be the most surprising. There's a lot of twists and turns. It comes down to last minute. Yeah. It's not just that driver's year they're having. They could have a great year to make that spot into there, but... It really just comes down to who's ready to go racing and who's prepared mentally and physically to do that. Take, go ahead, Josh. I think that's what – I think now, especially with it being in Camping World in Orlando, I think that's what makes World Finals that much more unique. You know, I've heard people complain about how, like, you know, World Finals is in Orlando this and that. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's just the aspect and the culture that's happening within the event that makes it that much better because, you know, we've seen – so much action and it's only been one year that we have the event here so i believe you know we're going to see a lot more great action a lot of different upsets you know we've seen Creton and bari in the finals no one in a thousand years could ever picture that being a final in world finals history at least i don't think if that was in vegas to be honest with you so i think that just opens a lot of new doors for a lot of drivers we're going to stick with the in-stadium competitions for time's sake, so we're not going to touch on the ATVs and speedsters. Let's move on to the two-wheel skills championship. Who do you guys think is going to make it in and grab that championship? Because right now we've seen some awesome stuff out of the two-wheel skills and skills challenge challenges in stadiums and arenas. You know, this is an easy one for me, Josh. If I'm looking for a winner and you're actually looking based off of skills and not just wow – or something that excites the fans. I'm thinking either Tristan England or Tyler Meninga. Because they've been having great seasons. And Tyler and Tristan are amazing at the skills they've done. They could ride out moonwalks for a minute. They could do bicycles, stoppies. All of that stuff, you name it. And if if you see them in that competition, I think either or of them can take it. 
and whatever whichever other driver is in that competition it could also just come down to like you said before of a lack of a better term who doesn't choke because you'd never know what's going to happen during a competition you could plan to go out there and do a moonwalk to bicycle to a wheelie or something and it doesn't go to plan and another driver can just do a moonwalk and you know they nail it so it comes down to the show and it comes down to what the drivers have planned I agree. Um, I think it does come down to what the drivers have planned. And if they, you know, were to, like, not actually, like, commit to a, you know, actual move or, the, you know, the thing or the move doesn't work out to their expectations, it's a matter of how they bounce back from it. And I think if a driver would have messed up on a move and bounced back from it the most, I don't know why I can't English right now, uh, would probably be Tyler Meninga and Gravedigger. I think Tyler is definitely one of the more versatile, uh, skilled drivers in Monster Jam. He can pretty much pull out anything with a truck. I feel like, you know, if he has the bigger floor to do it, I think he can do it. Um, Tyler's definitely shown a lot of cool moves. Uh, he did that one wheel, like sidewall stoppy thing. And a couple, I don't know where, but I think in East Rutherford or something like that. But Tyler is just, you know, a crazy driver as well. Um, Tristan, I'm good with the, your picks. I don't really know. I can I, I can't really pinpoint until I see the lineup. I'm just gonna say that for all of them. I really don't know. I want to say that uh, for two wheels, it's probably gonna come down to who's the most innovative. Um, I think moonwalks are cool and all. It definitely takes a lot of skill uh, to hold them there for so long. But after you see them, it kind of gets old. And you also have to keep in mind that most of the people that will be there judging this competition you know, have seen moonwalks mm -hmm. and have seen Tyler and have seen Tristan, you know, they've seen 30 second moonwalks and longer. Um, so honestly, I think it's going to come down to who's the most innovative and who can uh, pull it off. What about Mikey Vodders? You saw him sweep skills challenge a couple weeks ago. I believe it was in Houston. He just grabbed another. So I think he's up to either three or four total great clip skills challenge wins. And, he has a pretty good average score, so it's kind of likely that he might qualify for it. So Hopefully I think they I give think him the, the I think my my best prediction right now is Overkill Evolution. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think any of us assumed or guessed that we would say Mikey Vodders for the Two Wheel Skills Championship, especially last year. But I mean, I I think you're one of the safest bets you can make right now is betting on Mike Vodders the second Overkill Evolution. See, now, here's the sad, tragic part, because in, in a perfect world, seeing that happen, I would love to see Mikey in the two-wheel skills. If they were to do that, I would love to see him in a World Finals main field again, because I would love to see him burn that truck into the ground into a freestyle and win another uh, freestyle championship, just because of, like, how much hard work this guy's been through, or how much, like, you know, pain, or how much, you know, effort he puts into this, just, like, it doesn't work out for him, and he's, I just hope that things work out for him, you know, like he's been through so much and has been shown through the V2 vid series that he's been doing. So I just hope for the best for him. Yeah. I think most or all of the fans that know him are hoping that he gets into there. And, you know, if, if this skills challenge was based off his skill, uh, I think he could win, but you know, like Elvis said, it's probably going to come down to innovation and what excites the fans. Because we saw Tom Entz do that cool moonwalk off of the main ramp, the uh, send it side, as I like to call it. And then for his second hit, he did some cyclones on two wheels. And that's what got him the win. 
when in reality, if it was probably based off his skills, his first hit was cool. But I think Tristan would have got it because he had two amazing moonwalks. And he rode it all the way down um, the racing lane and back to the ramp where he started. So if we could see it based off his skills, I think Mikey could win. And if Feld allows some independence to get in there, we could see him get in there. But I definitely hope so. Like you said, he's been having such a tough year. And he's such a great guy. His crew is amazing. And they just try hard, so so hard every week. And whenever the truck doesn't perform like he likes it to, he gets it just it's just frustrating for the guy. He works on his own truck with the crew, and I really hope to see him in there. He deserves it. All right, for, so for time's sake, we are running a pretty long on time, so I'm going to go ahead and give you one more prompt, and it is the Freestyle Championship. As of right now, who do you think is a good bet for the Freestyle Championship? I'm going to do mine early on this one, and I think out of all the athletes right now, the best in freestyle, this is tough. It's been kind of a, a split board on freestyle right now. It kind of seems like... Everybody is all over the place on freestyle, but I think the most consistent athlete in freestyle, especially after the first weekend in Tampa, has been Ryan Anderson in Son of a Digger. He has been pretty consistent in Monster Jam freestyle, along with I I can't even I can't even think of any other athlete that has been consistent. Seems like it's been like a, all over the place right now in Monster Jam freestyle. What do you guys think? To be honest, I think I can't really – I'm not going to go off of, you know, the points series because, to me, World Finals brings out a whole different beast than the driver, and I think that's what, you know, makes World Finals that much better as a show is that it brings out, you know, I would say the crazy side of drivers. You know, we've seen Cynthia do some unthinkable things in All-Star Challenge, and, you know, that just gets me even more excited to see what's coming up for, you know, World Finals. Um, so – I'm going to go with my pick for freestyle, and I'm going to say Camden's going to have, you know, some kind of redeeming quality from what happened last year. He couldn't fulfill a run, but I think if he did fill that run, he would be your world champion right now. Yeah, um, I think I have three. I'm not going to make this that long. I think my first one would be Cody Saussure because he's been having an incredible season so far, and, you know, he got to World Finals Last year, he didn't really compete in it. He just did a practice lap, but he was good at racing. So if he gets in, he could be good at racing. But freestyle, he could definitely throw down like he's been doing. Camden Murphy would be my second pick because Camden's been having an incredible year. And last year, if he didn't wreck so early and have that incredible but terrible crash, he could have won. And then my third pick, if he gets into the World Finals once again, would be Justin Sipes. And what Justin has to do in order to win this is fill time, give some amazing moments like he's been doing, and finish off with a wow. I'm going to have to say, uh, kind of agree with a lot of your guys' picks, but uh, my top three are definitely Ryan, um, Adam, and Neil. Um, I think Ryan, honestly, is my safest bet just because of how good he did at All-Star. Uh Previous years at World Finals, he's kind of been having like some tough breaks or early rollovers. Um, but after his championship, man, he's just been on a roll, um, and you know, in, the, in these big time events. And after seeing what he did at All Star, man, I, I honestly just think it's hard to keep up with that. 
And if he can just keep up the wow factors and, and the intensity of his runs, I think he's well on his way to uh, another championship. But I think Neil is also uh, lo- long overdue for one as well. And yeah. Adam, honestly, um, you know, the, the guy's just a crazy driver. He's really consistent. And if everything just works out for him, I think he can get it for as well. Yeah, it's really anyone's game. We could all give our predictions now. But uh, you saw last year, I bet you barely anyone thought Lindsey Reed was going <clears> to <throat> win the world finals. And I there's a few factors to that, but um, it's really anyone's game. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day as well, you know, Judge's Zone does have a, a you know, it, it, it is the deciding factor. So at the end of the day, you also have to keep in mind that some of the people at those events, you know, it's their first time there. Um, so those wow moments for them goes a long way. So I think, honestly, a run that um, um, just provides a lot of wow moments is going to be the winning run uh, because, you know, there's a lot more people there now um in or in Orla- uh, orlando because it's more accessible to them than there are at, at uh, sam boyd in uh, las vegas so i also think that's one thing to keep in mind guys any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap up i'm just uh looking forward to see how the rest of the year progresses for everyone um i'm excited to be um in miami next weekend hopefully everyone on green tour has a good weekend that weekend we got a two-show weekend so i'm excited for that um elvis i hope you have a great rest of the season and uh yeah that's all for me yeah uh, i just want to put a final thought while we were talking about freestyle uh all-star you saw you said that these drivers the world finals makes them go crazy and brings like the craziest qualities out of them these drivers including wow moments when you do a wow moment like cynthia and jim did you get a huge score but now they have that 30 second rule so maybe we'll see some different strategies. And anyhow, other than that, I'm also looking forward to seeing the Green Tour of Miami. My first time ever being at Marlins Park, and I can't wait to meet up with the Josh boys and have some pizza. And I want to thank you, uh, Elvis, for coming on the podcast. It was awesome hanging out with you for a bit and talking. Because, you know, all the drivers are always busy during the tours, so it's always hard to get out and uh, talk to them for a while. So thank you for that. And that's yeah, about it. Yeah, man, no worries. Thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I was telling Josh, um, I had been listening to a couple of co- podcasts. So um, it's really cool what you guys are doing. Um, and I just wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Wait, Elvis, before we end this and stuff, I have to know, what's your favorite food and what's your favorite pizzeria? So Okay, so I'm more of a <laughs> steak guy. See, so yeah, I really love steak. Steak is definitely my favorite food. But when it comes to pizza, I'm not sure if you guys have it over there. But it's uh, like it's, it's like a subway for your pizza. It's a build your own. It's called Mod Pizza. That's my go-to, really? man. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, that well, is I re- my go-to. I respect. You know, steaks really good too. I respect that, dude. I love flaming young. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and wrap this up. I'm getting hurt too. I'm gonna go ahead and go grab a snack while I edit this episode. Thank you all for listening here on Anchor FM and Spotify. We cannot wait to see you again on the next episode of the Monster Jam Download. Thank you to Elvis for being here. And for Elvis Lanias, Josh Tavares, Wayne Chiaki, I am Joshua Lee, and we hope to see you again. This is Monster Jam!